It says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. And you can read with me. Out of in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. And the next one is, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that you might have life, you might have it more abundantly. So uh, with that in mind, uh, we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for uh, the connection with the theme of the church for this year and being able to pull in two, two thoughts to make the same, to give almost the same idea. Uh, you have to stay saved. Uh, I don't know uh, I don't know the um, you know individually we have to look at ourselves and see if we're doing uh, the things that will keep us into the kingdom uh, it's one thing to get in but you know you're going to have a fight to stay uh, the enemy is convinced that he's come to steal and to kill and destroy you uh, me, and he's not, he's not through with us until you give up the breath of life and you leave this physical portion of who you are. And uh, we look at the things of uh, disease, and that's the biggest thing that's going on now, the, the, the virus thing. I mean, everybody's talking about that. Uh, but at the same time, we have to be talking about Jesus being able to keep us. And uh, praising for what he's blessed us with. And the vaccines and stuff did not come because uh, the enemy decided he would let us do vaccines. The vaccines came because Jesus put them out there. And that's a great, great number of you right here now that don't believe in doing the boosters. Not because I know that you don't have the boosters. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't want you to be in a situation like, what's the brother's name? Meatloaf? Everybody know Meatloaf? Meatloaf said he wasn't going to do it. And you said, Meatloaf went out of here just on Thursday. And uh, the lady in Czechoslovakia, she went out of here on Wednesday. Her thing was that she would, she's a folk singer. She was big in her country. I mean, people, all, all the people knew who she was. But her thing was that if she would get the virus, she would uh, overcome the virus, and then she would be able to go on and be freely because she would be immune from it. And little to her surprise, uh, she got the virus and she died. And it was her children who were telling the story uh, about how crazy this was for her. So uh, we have to also acknowledge that Jesus is able to keep us. And we're going on two years now. And uh, praise the Lord Jesus Christ that we have not shut down the church. We modified some of the services as far as the night services were concerned. Uh, but as far as the church is concerned, we didn't, the church didn't stop. I, didn't, I never told anybody not to come. Not one time did I tell anyone not to come. I tried to make provisions for everybody. When it was more than, when the county said 10, <laughs> we did 10 and the overflow went to Johnson Hall. Uh, 
when we did uh, Sister Singleton's homegrown service, uh, people were packed in here like sardines. Um, and pretty much disrupt, disruptive in the sense that we're going, they're going to try to do what they wanted to do, but the Lord blessed. I just walked up and said, well, why don't you go in this office over here, and you go in that office over there, and you go in that room over there, and you can all look at the service, uh, and we can keep the numbers down in here. So it, it worked. Uh, people were trying to accommodate. And Mother Davis's service, people got mad because uh, friendship is a pod. And friendship set together. And people wanted to say, no, we can come and sit in with between you. No, 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 it didn't work like that. Pod. 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 Uh, so I know my name was Mud. <laughs> uh, all over the county and wherever it went. Uh, so it takes, the enemy tries to do the things to disrupt the service. But we praise the Lord Jesus Christ for... Uh, him getting the victory. Uh, and uh, for that, uh, understanding what staying connected is. Uh, we didn't break the connection. Uh, and uh, for that, we praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, that verse right there, uh, the connection, it's understanding that you are a part of something. Uh, you're in your local uh, assembly or local church or however you want to look at it like that. But uh, because you are part of something, it says that you are um, part of the vine. And uh, the whole understanding is you can't do nothing without Jesus. I understand that. I, I don't want to do anything without him and I don't want to be ahead of him. I don't want to be behind him. I want to be just hanging right there um, because he emphatically states that you can't do nothing without him. Um, and it, sometimes it takes a long time to figure that out because um, some of you are, uh, I used to say all the time, your parents train you to be self-sufficient. Uh, I was trained to be self-sufficient. My mother trained me to iron, do my own clothes. The only thing I had to do was wash them because there wasn't a common wash. But as far as ironing and those kind of things like that, if I want to put starch in something, I had to do that on my own. But ironing, I learned to iron my own clothes. I learned to do the creases and all that kind of stuff if I wanted it in there. And, of course, when I got a little older, I learned how to do it a another way. I only ironed the front of the shirt because I knew that the, the coat would cover up the rest of it. And I did that for a long time and until I, I think, until I met my wife. And she was trying to figure out why I was doing that. I said, well, you don't see anything but the, the front anyway, so that would be the thing to do. And so you, you learn little things. It's self-sufficiency. You learn to cook your eggs and all that kind of stuff and... Uh, and be uh, an independent person. And then along comes Jesus. 
along comes Jesus, and then you realize all that learning has to be thrown to the side of self-sufficiency because it's self that you have to get out of in order for Jesus to, to work with you. He can't work with, your, with yourself because yourself is resisting. Yourself, you're going to do what you want to do kind of thing. Uh, I teach uh, Samantha's son, uh, the oldest one, he, <laughs> he tickles me because he's determined that he's going to do everything his way. And I'm determined when I go over there. This morning I went over and took his caboose, and he very quietly reached up and took it back out of my hand and put it down in his little row of cars and then looked at me like, you know, what are you doing <laughs> kind of thing. And that's the little game that I play with him because he, he's very determined he's going to do what he wants to do. And when, <laughs> and when I get in his face, he turns his face this way. And if I get on the other side, he'll get over like, like that because he doesn't want to look at me in my eye. And then I'll take my finger and I'll I, I goose him on his arm, and then he starts laughing. So that's the game that he plays with me. Uh, but it's the determination he's going to do and, and that's what we are. We, we do the same thing before we say we're determined. We're going to have our own way. Just determined. It's, it's not going to be, uh, it's either going to be your way or the highway. And uh, we lose lots of people on the, along the way, friends, and uh, some of you lose companions and uh, so forth and so on because it's got to be your way. And uh, the art of compromise is the hardest thing to understand. Uh, and even after you're saved, because see, when she wants to do something, I have to learn to take low in order to be peaceful. I can't always say, I want to do it my way. Uh, and I see somebody shaking their heads, yes, but I know that you don't do it that way. You got it. You got the, it's an art. It can't be your way all the time. And so in holiness, it's never your way. It ne never. I mean, you, you can look at it any kind you want to look at it. It's still going to not be your way. And so we have to learn. After Jesus saves you, you're still learning this process. I'm still learning it. Uh, to be, take low. And uh, especially with my soul. And, of course, you practice it with your closest ones to you in your household. And then uh, uh, my wife, I'm going to share one more thing with you, then I'm going to move on. Uh, she says, look at him. I, I want to come over here so I see your face all the time because I know that you're looking at me real bad. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> since she ain't compromising. But our anniversary, 52 years, 52 years is Sunday. 52 years is Sunday. And uh, so I tell her, I said, well, we're going to go. And she said, no, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Just like that. She said, I didn't know that the date was on, the, on, on a Sunday. I said, well, yeah, we can still do it. No, we ain't doing nothing. It's okay. I said, well, why don't we do it Monday? No, because it's over with by Monday. <laughs> so... Where's the compromise? I don't have no compromise in that one. I offered. I offered. I offered. 
it, that's why I want to see her face, because I, I want to know if I need to keep on going this afternoon when I leave out of here. <laughs> so that's in the marriage, and uh, that's practicing what Jesus gives us. It gives you that understanding that you're going to have to take, take low, and you're going to have to be humble in order to make it, and it's not going to be your way. And so he said, whose way is it? It's Jesus' way. Jesus' way. So we do all we can to stay in the vine. You don't want to get off the vine because you cannot be nourished off the vine and you can't be kept off the vine because we're not independent contractors. You know, so people say, well, I can do it on my own. No, you cannot do holiness on your own. It don't, it don't work like that. If it did, it'd be a whole lot of little pockets of holiness all over the city. It <laughs> seems like there is now, but, that, but everywhere, everybody be holy in their own homes. And you think that you'd be able to make it that way, but you cannot make it that way. You have to be attached to Jesus. He's our nourisher. He's our provider. Uh, so a couple of ideas that I had. Two things. Quantity and Quality. Quantity and quality. Um, and I won't do the definition now. Well, you can do the definition. Anybody know what quantity is? Amount of something. You know, you, uh, my brother over here has his cars out there. He has a large quantity of cars. <laughs> and his mother has to bring them in a bag. Um, and uh, he takes and counts them out. And you can do that with everything. You can, you can do that with, uh, with, uh, with uh, coming to church. You can say quantity. I made the church five days this week. I made the noonday five days this week. Or uh, I made the three, three evening services that we have during the week, except for Sunday. Uh, those are quantities. And uh, the biggest quantity that we had was comes from Matthew. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I say unto you that except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. They had quantity. They were able to do the stuff fast two times a week. That was quantity. And they were, they were rigid in doing that. Um, but then you have the other word, quality. What do we mean by quality? Your value that you get out of what you're doing. Uh, in this situation, we're talking about church. So you can quantity church. You can be here every day and every hour, but have no quality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's the quality portion of our worship. That keeps us. It's not going to be the quantity. It's not going to be the quantity. You can come all the time. Uh, you can be here every day that the service is here and be here on time and yada, 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 and go out of here and never get anything out of it. And that's not good. That's not good. Uh, so how do you measure this thing of quality? And that's where it gets a fine line. And, and, and then that really is between you and Jesus in that sense. Uh, 
You can say quality, I'm like me shouting and jumping up and down and so forth. So, but that could still be quantity. <laughs> quality is when you experience Jesus Christ. And you come in here in an attempt to worship him. That's the, that's the goal. You want to get close to Jesus as you can. And when you leave out of here, you want to say, I, 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 I reached my goal of being able to tap into Jesus and, and get all of that he has for me. And then it can come when the saints are singing. You know, sometimes I see some quality. I, I, and that's usually what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for the saints as my job. My job is to see what's going on and to measure that. Is it, is it working for this one? Is it working for that one? Is it working for this one? And if I see that it's not working, I know where to go first. The first place I go on my, is on my knees. I don't, I don't come at you about it most of the time. Every now and then I come, but for the most part, I know one that can change it. I can't change it, but I know Jesus can change it. And if I pray long enough, and if I pray often enough, and if I'm sincere in what I'm asking him to do, and I'm praying in his will because I'm asking him to keep you. Yeah. That, that's the main thing. And I'll give you an example. And I, some of you know this, this from one of the other testimonies I had. When they did the, the homeless people, they were taking them out of the camp down there. Um, usually, 99.9% .9 of the time when I pray, I ask the Lord Jesus Christ to keep those folk. Because they don't have a mind for shelter, number one, and, and they have sometimes a reason for it, because, you know, security and so forth and so on. People take this stuff and uh, it's not safe uh, in, in a lot of instances. But I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ keeps them uh, and gives them a mind for shelter. And then the other part of the prayer is that he keeps them from those who would intentionally do harm to them or harm, period. Uh, when they cleaned the camp out off of K Street, I think it was, they had gone in and they were getting ready to scoop up a tent. It had somebody in it. And they were dumping this stuff into a dump truck to take it away. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ, number one, to be a bit of prayer answer because they didn't take the person up. Somebody hollered, oh, there's somebody in that tent that you're scooping up. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't harm the person. Now, I don't know whether it's a male or female, so when I pray, I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for keeping the person that was in the tent. I can't say male or female, but I can say keeping the person. I praise him for proving himself to me, because that was my prayer. And I praise him for proving himself to the person that was in the tent, because they do want to be kept. Now, they may not know it like that, but they have a desire to live. Otherwise, they would have jumped off the bridge somewhere, anywhere, any kind of way to take their life. But they haven't done that. So I praise Jesus for keeping them, for answering prayer, uh, because it's a concern of mine. Now, I, I, this is the first time I ever shared it to you. This is the second time I said something about it. Uh, but it's a concern. Because I know that people, people, you know, we're supposed to have 
food, shelter, and what else was this another one? Clothing. Food, shelter, clothing. We're supposed to be entitled to that. That's an inalienable, unchangeable right. Constitution says, or Declaration of Independence, one of those places, I don't know what, it said in the documents in the United States. I'm a history teacher and I forgot all where it is. <laughs> so, uh, so getting back to this, accept your righteousness and see that of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. These, these brothers, and I'm going to say the sisters because they weren't allowed to do this, but the men did this thing religiously, uh, but it doesn't help you. Uh, it only gives you uh, quantity. Now, sometimes quantity will produce quality. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, sometimes you can come every day and 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 every day, all services, all services, all services, and jump up and shout, sing, whatever. And then all of a sudden it will hit you. <laughs> it will lead you to that portion of quality. I need to get something out of this. And so uh, it will push you to that point of, I think the elder said the fasting last night, and he was happy about his fasting. It'll push you to that point of fasting not but two days, but maybe three days. Or you may want to try a week. Uh, I don't go 10 days. I wouldn't push you like that. But you go beyond what your normal is. And that's what the quality comes from. And, and you come in here and you're, so, you're on fire. Jeremiah had nothing on you. <laughs> He's like, fire, <laughs> shut up in my bones. You come in here with a five-day fast, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you already. It, 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 it's going to be like fire shut up in your bones. <laughs> fire shut up in your bones. And you won't be able to contain yourself. Uh, you won't be able to, 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 to hold it back. So we're looking for quality. Quality. When you come in those doors, you come in with an expectation of meeting Jesus. I mean, it's good to see us. But your primary objective is Jesus Christ. And how do you keep that up there? You still got to do this, the part of trusting Jesus. You have to have faith in what he says and what he asks us to do. Uh, and I'm saying ask because he says to do it, but you, you do have a choice. Um, he, 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 he doesn't pound you in your face because you didn't do it. You have a choice, and because you have a choice, sometimes that gets dangerous uh, because it's left in your hands. Uh, it's just like driving a car. Am I going to do 75 or am I going to do 55? Just that easy. Sometimes it does get that simple. So quality is what you're looking for. And I stole this from somebody else. Righteousness that Jesus required in his kingdom was. And we can look and see what they got. Purity. It's not going to be any flaws in it. Uh, 
He says, you're going to try you as pure what? Gold. And you're going to be beyond, be beyond that. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to go through things that you never even thought of. Uh, and the expectation is when you come out of it, Jesus would have blessed you. You come out as pure gold. Better than. Some of us didn't even know what the experiences would be in 2021. And then all of a sudden they were there. Uh, just like that. Death. Uh, job loss. Friends going on somewhere else. Uh, experiences that nobody would have thought would have happened, but they did. But Jesus kept you. That's, that, that's, that's, what, that's the point. You, you ought to be on the vine so close that whatever's going on, Jesus is going to keep you. The other one is chastity. And the other one was honesty. I'm trying to get to the last one. Temperance. Doctor told me temperance yesterday. Well, yeah, Thursday I went to the doctor. He says, you lose about 10 pounds, your knees will feel better. And I already know that. I don't know where I got the 10 pounds from. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I don't, um, I know what's happening because I'm not walking. And when I get on my bike, I get off and I'm so sore that I'm, I'm about to ready to cry. And it's not the knees that hurt, it's my hips that hurt. And sometimes my ankles. I understand that it is part of the old age process. But I still have to get the exercise in. I even went down and walked on the treadmill. And I haven't been on that in a long time. But it's the thing of trying to be more active so I don't put on weight and I can start taking some weight off. So he told me that, do that. That's part of temperance. I can't eat everything. Um, and, of course, somebody over knows how to cook so well that everything tastes good. <laughs> they experimented. I had never had green beans and peppers before. The red peppers, green beans and red peppers. I said, oh, boy, that stuff is good. I said, if I eat more of that, I'll be all right. Uh, but then I want to eat fried chicken and all that kind of stuff too but. and then the, the, the fear of the Lord Jesus Christ you have to reverently respect, respect Jesus you just can't treat Jesus any old kind of way it's just impossible uh, he, he's patient and he tolerates a whole lot of stuff and you can look back in the Old Testament and you can see that so uh, we have to learn to develop uh, that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ where we've given him all the honor and respect that's due him. Because you think of what he's done for us. Uh, people say, well, the children didn't have any, they, they, didn't, they just came into the world and nobody, uh, they didn't happen to have, they didn't, they didn't ask to come here in that sense. So you didn't ask to come here, you're an adult now. And you don't figure this thing out. And you know you came here, you was a sinner. And you was born in sin. And because you were a sinner, you were on your way to hell. And you have to figure out how to get out of that. And once you understand that Jesus' saving power 
and his grace and mercy shown to you and us, then you give him the respect and the, and the honor that's due him. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just can't do him any old kind of way. And so, and when I say do it in any kind of way, you have to do the things for the Lord Jesus Christ to please him. And you're always trying to learn how to please him, not somebody else. You know, you, we can please our neighbors, and if you're courting somebody, you can please them. You, I mean, you do all kind of stuff to please them because you're trying to be found in favor of that person. Well, you have to give Jesus that same kind of energy or more, more, more energy to please him. Because if you don't, there's going to come a time when you want Jesus and he's going to say, well, you know, I know you ain't knocking on my door. I know you don't want nothing from me. <laughs> he's going to tell you to step back. And I, and I know that sometimes we do it out of ignorance. And sometimes we do it because we don't really understand all that's going on. Uh, I thank the elder for his testimony about being sick. It took a lot to share that. Uh, but in giving that understanding and understanding that you were sick, you had no control of what was going on. And all the invention and, and all that other, the horse stuff that they have out there, all, those, all that stuff would have done, done anything. Uh, but Jesus blessed you. Yeah. If you get back up, yes. clothed in your right mind, yeah. in a reasonable portion of health, yeah. it gives you an understanding of the power yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. The power that he raised you up. And I try to give that to everybody. I give that, try to give that understanding to everybody because we all need to appreciate him for touching the bodies. Yes, he touches my body from time to time. When I say quality, I measure that. Uh, when I'm able to get on my knees, sometimes I can't get on my knees, but the other knee, I measure it because I want to say, this knee, I can do that much at this knee, but I want to do the same thing with this knee, and it doesn't work like that. Like the toe in therapy, the knees are different. <laughs> you got two of them. And each one is different. And it's going to heal differently. And I'm expecting it to heal just like this one heals, because this one is, this is already okay now. I'm, you know, I can run on one leg. <laughs> but you, you need two legs. And this left one don't want to do what it's supposed to do. And so my measurement of quality for my legs is when this one kicks in, to do some of the things that this one is doing. Quality. So the same thing I apply the principle with my spiritual journey is to measure things, how the Lord Jesus Christ blesses me. Now I look for everything. I look for the music. I look for the, the testimony. I look for the children. And, and, and uh, one was talking last night. He talks all the time. That's good. I, he's learned, but he's like, it's good that he can talk all the time and, be, be, and, and have the freedom. Jesus gives us freedom in him. And Jesus gives him freedom to be able to say, he's not intimidated, he's not scared to say, yeah, I don't, whatever he says out in, in his scenes and whatever. <laughs> he's free to do those things here. 
Because, see, I, I don't have a problem with it. Now, you may have a problem with it, but I don't have a problem with it. Because I know how to tune him out because I listen to whatever, who's ever do testimony or said or was preaching. I hear them. I never hear that at that point. Now, I guess that's just me, but, you know, uh, but that's music to my ears. It's music in my ears when I go out the door and I see the, the birds. And uh, sometimes the DX stand over watching to see what you're going to do. Uh, the raccoons, somebody saw the raccoons the other night. They must be getting ready to have a baby because them bad boys are big. Big. I mean, like horses. <laughs> big. And the foxes, they come and go. I mean, sometimes it's like five or six of them out there, and then, they, then they're under two or one. But I praise the Lord Jesus Christ to be able to appreciate that. I'm not trying to poison them. I know that they have a function. Uh, when, when their function gets overbearing, uh, I know Jesus has a way of calling it out, and they move on to some other place. Same way with the deer. We had so much deer around here one time. Now I don't hardly see them anymore. They move on. So being able to appreciate the Lord Jesus Christ and what he does for us. And then the last one that I had was, this is the difficult one. This is hard. This is hard. And I say it's hard because we look at the flesh when we deal with each other. Uh, Corinthians says, uh, we know no man after the flesh any longer once you see the Holy Ghost. Uh, you look at the saved portion of the person, the spirit. But as long as you look at the flesh, you're going to see the stuff that you don't want to see That's true. and the stuff that you don't really like because it's there. It's in me. You can look at my flesh and you say, oh, Elder Scott is horrible. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it like that, and we can look at that each, every, each and every one of us in here like that and then the stuff, the gossip the tail bearer that's in the word for a reason <laughs> Jesus knew that we were going to be like that so he tells you don't do that don't run to somebody telling us anything you hear because you ever heard part of it you don't know what context it was in so he puts that in there specifically because he knows what sort of persons we are. You got to remember, Jesus lived in the flesh, what, 30 years, 33 years? And he figured that was enough to learn what the flesh does. <laughs> he learned everything about who we are and what, what we're capable of. And the biggest thing we're capable of is trying to kill Jesus. So, staying connected with Jesus is going to require you to be able to do all of this, and that won't be enough either. But it'll be a start. And all this is done through faith. You're not going to be able to do it uh, uh, on your own. You have to believe that Jesus is able to keep you and bless you with all those attributes. And he'll show you, and then you'll learn from it. And that's what being connected with Jesus is. You don't want to, you don't want to break his connection. 
N nothing. In anything that you do, uh, one of, uh, somebody told me one time, I don't have to pay my tithe no more. And I said, well, I'll just listen. And he said, well, you know, I had this and that and the other and so forth. So, and I said, well, you know what? You don't have to pay it in the sense that if you go out of here, you don't have to pay it no more. But as long as you're here, <laughs> Jesus blesses you with the life. He blesses you with time. You honor him with your first fruits. You just don't say, I'm not going to pay tithe because I, 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 I'm not doing anything anymore. You're getting money. <laughs> the money belongs to Jesus. I guarantee you, Jesus put you on your back. <laughs> You're going to holler, yes, Jesus, I'll pay my tithe. I mean, lay you, he can lay you out so hard, so hard you can't even talk. That's what it gets down to. And I, and I, and I know people go through stuff. I've went through the same stuff. But you have to choose Jesus. In the end, you still got to choose Jesus. I don't care how you look at it. You got to choose Jesus. He has, he has the life for you. Your pocketbook don't have no life. That same money you have in your pocketbook, guess what? There's people out there with a thousand times more than that. And thousands and thousands and thousands times more than that. There's people that make so much money. What's his name? Somebody figured out how much money that, uh, that uh, Elon Musk has and how long it would take for him to spend it. He couldn't live that many lifetimes to spend it all. It's just impossible. And they, said, and they asked him, I said, well, how much is a trillion dollars? You, my wife was sitting there when she said, how long it would take to spend a trillion dollars? <laughs> it would take one million years to spend a trillion dollars. One million years to spend a trillion dollars. <laughs> it's just impossible. So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Because <laughs> he... You can gain no world, you ain't got nothing. You can't spend it. And guess what? In the end, you're going to lose your own soul. So we'll leave it right there. I, didn't, I had a couple more thoughts and ideas about this. Uh, uh, but we'll do, some, we'll do some more on it. It's a good topic. Staying connected. Staying connected. Staying connected. See, sometimes you should be able to feel Jesus. And that's, what, that's the other thing I look at when I'm measuring what's going on. I'm looking to see if you're feeling the Lord Jesus Christ in his word. Or in, even in song. I mean, somebody get up and sing a song. They call it hot songs. <laughs> you know, hot songs and people say, mm. You see people talk, mm, mm, quickly like that. You say, well, that's, that's a quality, quality uh, re reaction to that song. That's quality. You're not sitting there going... <laughs> Church is up. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Let me stop. I don't want to talk too long and get in trouble. Uh, who's got it there?